Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier, and for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast, navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified, not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery. Um, Through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, But like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to Um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food or body image or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, And I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. Because there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Um, Being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's truly great. It's awesome that I'm even able to do this. Um, so with that being said, I really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. Binge eating, man, I could, I could talk for, for hours about binge eating. Um, I've had experiences with it in the past before this year. Um, this is, this episode is really just going to be about um, I guess you can call it a relapse, a, a binge, my binge experience slash relapse that occurred over the past couple of months. Um, and I'm only recording this now because I am in a much better place now with it. Um, at the moment, I'm currently like 98 days binge free, I think 98 days, something like that. Um, almost a hundred. <laughs> I know it's not a hundred yet, but we're almost there. So I think it's like 97 or 98 days over three months. Um, since I've last binged, um, and I honestly never thought I'd have to make this because I thought before this year, I thought I was done with binge eating. I thought I, that was something that I've dealt with and was able to get through. But like I always say, recovering from an eating disorder is never linear. And sometimes shit hits the fan when you least expect it to. And that's uh, sadly what happened to me this past, honestly, I guess this past semester of school, 
um, that's when it really all happened for me for the most part. Um, I'll talk about the kind of mini binges I had a little bit before this semester. Um, but I was, like I said, for multiple years, like I dealt with the first time I dealt with binge eating, um, you know, where you feel that physical uncomfort, the feeling of like, you feel out of control, you kind of black out. The first time I experienced that for a long period of time was my freshman year of college in the fall of 2019. I've talked about it before on my first episode, my first podcast episode, my where I talk about my entire eating disorder story. Um, so I'm sure some of you have already heard about that. Uh, but basically, yeah, my freshman year of college, first time really living on my own, stressful time caused me to stress eat. I've always used food as a a coping mechanism for stress. And then it kind of went overboard that period of my life during that period of my life. And that was come, that was combining with an exercise addiction I had at the time. It was just a horrible, horrible cycle um, that thankfully I have not gone back into. Um, And yeah, like I said, uh, unfortunately those, the binges came back this year. And again, I did not expect it to happen, but it did. Um, and that's okay. Like I said, it's okay. Recovering from an eating disorder is not linear ever. Um, or I guess in most cases. Um, and like I said, I'm only making this because I'm ready. I'm at a point now where it's like, I really think I'm over this again and I'm able to talk about it and talk about the struggles or like kind of, I kind of want to analyze it. Like, why did this happen to me? Um, what led to this happening? How did I get out of it? I think that's really important to talk about because like I said, I'm you know almost three and a half months without a binge in the slightest. And that's awesome to hear, or that's just awesome in general because well, it's, it's a milestone, you know? Um, Cause you know, binge eating disorder is the most common eating disorder there that there is that's out there, um, which surprises a lot of people. It surprised me when I heard that, to be honest with you. Um, I thought for sure it'd be anorexia, but Binge eating disorder is the um, number one uh, eating disorder out there, I guess. Um, I think it's it's it sucks too because you can't really get the full numbers on really any mental illness or the full data because so many people hide their or whatever they're going through. And like I said, I I I hid mine for years, so I fit that criteria, but. You know, and it's crazy that there's so that there's so so many like official cases. I think I read three million in the United States of binge eating disorder, but again, but again, that's only three million cases like identified. Um, there's so many people who hide it because you know eating disorders in general are, are so easy to hide. Um, but but yeah, I just want to get into like what led to this kind of whole couple months. I'd say how long was this? I dealt with this for I'd say in total like three ish months two and a half months, um, this, you know, uh, longer consistent relapse, I guess you can call it. That's what I'll call it. And just kind of break it down, talk about it a little bit. So obviously if any of this stuff, you know, I'm obviously gonna be talking about binge eating. So if that triggers you in any way, please click off. Um, but yeah, let's just talk about it because I'm in a good spot now and I'm an open book at this point. I mean, I pretty much talked about anything else you can imagine. Like I thought about it and it's like, cause I posted my first, that first binge that I had, I put that on TikTok. Like I, and that video has three and a half million views. 
and it's like every now and then it hits me that like three and a half million people have seen me binge eat it's just like what the hell <laughs> like if you really think about it it's i it's it's crazy but like i said i'm i'm an open book at this point i don't really care um that people know about it obviously um if i did i would not be recording this right now or i wouldn't be posting on tiktok anymore or but no i don't care we're all going through some shit this is just the shit that i went through um so yeah let's just let's just get into it um (laughs) so before i get into my first binge relapse episode that occurred that the one that i put on tiktok that's pinned on my profile that you can go watch if you haven't seen it um before that happened, there were a couple instances months prior that I call like mini binges where I felt a sense of like I, I felt a sense of loss of control. And that's how I really identify if it's a binge or not, because there's a lot of people just I mean, rightfully so people place it as just like you eat a shit ton of food in a short amount of time, which in 99% of the cases is very true. But I think people or at least I view a binge is something where you feel like you are out of control with food. It doesn't matter how much it is. doesn't matter the quantity of food you're consuming But if you feel out of control, if you feel like you've blacked out, um, that you can't stop eating, um, just all the symptoms of a binge, um, that's what I classify as a binge. Like, like there are times where like I do this like really tough, grueling, long workout, and I'm just like ravishly hungry and like I'll eat the whole fucking fridge. But like I'm I don't feel like I'm out of control. I'm just really hungry, you know, <laughs> um, so I don't really call that a binge. They're just when I feel like I am not in control um, or I don't really or I'm just eating things just to eat them. I'm not like, you, you know what I mean? That's what I classify as a binge. Um, so I had a couple of those instances over the last year. The first one happened. And this was my real first, like I said, I'm calling it a mini binge. This was my first time I felt out of control of food in over two years. This was the night before I moved into my apartment. Um, this is my last night at home, living at home. I was moving into my apartment the next day, like the next morning. And I got caught in that all or nothing mentality because I literally that whole day, I was like, oh my God, this is my last day of eating like home food, like food that's like in my pantry, in my fridge at home. Um, like, like where my parents live, like this isn't the last night with that, uh, for a very long time. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's, let's just eat everything in sight because like, you're not going to see this food again. Um, but fortunately I call it a mini binge because it wasn't a ton, but for a split second there, I felt out of control and I caught myself at the right time before it got way too out of hand, but I just felt myself like I had those thoughts of like the all or nothing mentality. And that's, that's a, a, a good trigger for a lot of binges is like you got to eat everything right now and then just not eat it for a while or get rid of it. You know, that's why you do that. Um, and I felt that that day because I was like, okay, like there are certain foods that are in here that I'm not going to be able to eat for so long. So I got to eat it all right now. Um, and looking back, I, f- I find that just silly from my own perspective because so many of those foods I like bought for myself once I moved, once I moved into my apartment. So I, I don't know why I was like, I felt the need to eat like peanut butter and like i don't even know i honestly again like when you binge you kind of black out you don't even like really remember what you eat um so i I don't really recall everything i ate but like i do remember a lot of those foods i like bought for myself once i moved it once i moved into my apartment so like 
um, that was just so unnecessary. And like I said, fortunately, I stopped myself from anything happening because um, I realized what I was doing, that this was like pointless because I could buy these foods whenever. Like it, you don't have to eat all these foods right now. Um, and so that, that was the, that was the first little like mini binge. And the second one, the second mini binge that happened, this was, there, there are three in total. So the first one that happened in August when I, the night before I moved into my apartment, this one happened, um, I'd say mid November, like early November. So I was good for like, you know, almost three months because like I said, I, I realized during that first one, what I was doing, it was that all or nothing mentality. And it just like, wasn't, um, like I, like I knew better than that at that point. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to brush it off and move on. Cause that's what you, that's what you do when you binge, you, you should just move on and don't dwell on it because there's no sense in dwelling on it. Cause you can't change it that it happened. So you just, you move on and you, you're better the next day. That's just, that's my philosophy. Um, at least just not dwelling on it because dwelling on it is just not gonna do you any good. You know, you shouldn't feel shame, guilt for what happened. It, it, it happens, man. It like, it happens. It's, gonna be okay but anyways um so yeah like i said i was good for two and a half months didn't even really think about it um and then november early november i was out with some friends um i had a good amount of food when i was out i think i had four or five pieces of pizza um some like we went to domino's so i had like four to five slices of pizza um some like cinnamon twists from Domino's that are really good. Then we went back, we made some nachos. Like I had a good amount of food. Um, and then by the time I got back, <laughs> I didn't get back to my place, my apartment until like 1230 in the morning, one o'clock. Um, and I already ate a lot. So in my head, I was thinking like those stupid negative thoughts come into play that are like, oh, you already ate too much. You might as well keep going and just like restart tomorrow. Um, those stupid fucking thoughts came into my head. Um, so I went back and I like polished off a good amount of, for some reason, my like number one, like binge foods are just like any, like nut butters, like whether it's peanut butter, almond butter, like I, I went back and I had like a, a good amount of, let's say a good amount of like almond butter, peanut butter, like whatever, like nut spread I had in my pantry, I had a good amount of it. And then I felt like shit, obviously, cause I already had all this pizza and dessert and nachos like i and i felt like fine about that but then you know the voices came in and was like you've already done too much you might as well keep going and eat everything and don't stop because you can just restrict tomorrow like restrict tomorrow which is just like i'm i'm so past the point of restricting like i can't physically restrict if i tried at this point i just can't do it because i know that's just like it's not gonna do you any good um but that night i was just like screw it let's just keep going and <laughs> so yeah that's that was my second I don't even know if I can call that a mini binge, to be honest with you. That was a lot. I don't know. I, I did feel out of control um, for sure. But I also just like had a good time before I got back to my place. Like I just had a good time out with my friends eating good food. I didn't, I felt good. Then once I got back and I was alone, thoughts came in. Yeah, that, that's what happened. Um, so that was the second little mini ish binge. And that's, a, this is the thing too. Like after each one of these like mini binges, and I'm going to talk about, you know, the binges that I had this past semester, like I didn't restrict the next day a single time, not, not once. Um, not once, because like I said, I, like I just said, like you're restricting is not going to do you any good. 
that's just going to further increase the chance of a binge. You're going to be caught in that restrict binge cycle. So I, and this was, this was really hard for me to do. I'm not going to lie. It was very hard for me to do because when I first dealt with binge eating my freshman year of college, when I was, you know, 18 years old, um, all I did was restrict and I was caught in that restrict binge cycle. Um, but this time after going through that, you know, during this series of events, I was like, okay, no matter what, you're not restricting the next day because that's going to further increase chance of a binge. And that's what I did. Like I pretty much, I listened to my hunger cues. Like if I was hungry, I ate and I did get hungry that next day. Um, like I ate pretty much the way I usually did the next day after the second occurrence, the second like mini binge. Um, I ate usual, like I did usual the next day. And then I, you know, pretty much moved on and I forgot about it. Um, and I was good for about a month or so. And then like mid December, um, mid December, like the last week of the semester before I went home for winter break. Um, this one is actually really ironic. This third mini binge is so ironic because I, <laughs> I, I, I really think this one happened because binge eating was on my mind and not in the sense of I want to binge eat just the term just binge eating in general was on my mind because I recorded a podcast about binge eating that night, <laughs> like hours before. So it was just like on my mind, I was thinking about it. And then the more I thought about it, the more a binge just like sounded like a good idea for whatever reason, even though I, I ate the way I usually did, I was satiated, like I was good. But for some reason, just because I just recorded a podcast on binge eating and like, I it was just on my mind. I was like, Oh, this, you know, I should binge eat right now. Cause you know, it's okay to like binge eating. It's okay. Like it, you know, I binging it's a, you know, it, it's a euphoric feeling. It's, um, you feel good in the moment. <laughs> um, you get that dopamine from the food. Yeah. Like it, it's okay to like binging, but hate that you binge. I don't, I don't know. Um, so it was just on my mind and I, and you know, I, I had a little mini binge there. And then, you know, like this first time I caught myself and I was like, this is, what are you doing? Like, you know, better than this at this point. Um, and then, you know, it, it happened, it came and went. And then honestly, I thought that was it for me. Like, I was like, okay, this is like at this point, or I, I pretty much just knocked this one as like binge eating was on my mind. Just generally, like it, it happens whatever move on. And that's what I did. I moved on. I went home for winter break and I totally forgot about it. Um, and that's where I thought it was good. I thought I was totally good from binge eating forever. I was like, okay, like I didn't really even think about it once. Like this, the, even like the term binge eating, I just didn't even think about it. I think, I don't, I don't know. I just, I was over it. I thought, and then, uh, like I didn't binge at all during winter break. Not once didn't, like I said, didn't even think about it. And then I went back to school and, um, I had this urge. I had this very strong urge and I posted that urge on TikTok. And then two weeks later, I posted the binge from said urge on TikTok. And this was the first time I was ever public about a binge because I was at a point where I didn't really talk about binge eating a lot on my account and on my social media. Um, Cause at the time it really wasn't that big part of my life, you know, out of everything I've gone through with an eating disorder, the binging part was the least I spent the least time with, or have, I've had the least experience with. So I never really talked about it too, too much, but, uh, but for, for whatever reason, this urge, like this urge that I had was so strong and I know exactly why it happened too. And I made a whole video explaining about it and talking about it. And 
um, like I said, this I'm, I'm referring to the binge I had where I um, posted on TikTok. It's pinned in my profile. Like I already mentioned, like you can watch it. I mean, if you want to, but um, so yeah, so that, that day, I remember that day so well, it was probably tell you the date too. I think it was like January 29th. I don't know why I remember that. Um, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday and it snowed all day, like all day long. It snowed. I didn't have my car. Well, I did, but it was parked very far away from my apartment. So I couldn't drive anywhere. Didn't want to walk anywhere, obviously, because it's snowing and I, I hate the snow. I hate anything winter related. Um, pisses me off. <laughs> um, and so I naturally, I didn't leave my apartment that day. I didn't. So that means I didn't really exercise because, you know, I, I exercise pretty regularly. I am a very active person and obviously I feel myself appropriately to my activity. Um, but <laughs> that day, obviously I'm not moving a lot and, you know, I had my Apple watch on and I could see that, you know, I wasn't being active. I had like, I don't know, 500 steps that day. And so naturally that voice kicks in telling me like, dude, like, and, and uh, this is why too, I ate like how I normally would, because I know it's like, dude, it doesn't matter how active you are. It doesn't matter how active you are. You still have to eat on rest days. It doesn't matter how little active you are. You still have to eat. Um, and I ate like I normally would. I didn't restrict any calories whatsoever or any food whatsoever. I didn't restrict in the slightest. I ate the way I would if I was active. Like I, I didn't want to miss a beat. But then after like, I finished my my last quote unquote meal snack, my late night snack that I usually eat. The voice kicked in and was like, dude, why did you just eat the way you normally would? You didn't move at all today. Like, what are you like? What are you doing? And I was like, shit, man. Like, <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, I started debating. I was like, damn, like, did I, did I overeat? Did I overdo it? But I, I know now and I did kind of know at the time it was that voice kicking my ass telling me like telling me to that I should feel like shit for eating like a normal person or like a regular or how I would normally eat. It was trying to make me feel like shit for that just because I didn't exercise that day because I did not leave my apartment once. <laughs> I was sedentary all day and I'm not, my body's not used to being sedentary. Um, so it was kicking my ass for eating like how I normally would. So then that turned into, well, screw it. You already ate way too much, even though that's my normal amount of food. You already ate way too much. You might as well go eat everything. So that's when that urge became so strong and I decided to hit record because it was at that point where I was like, I, I need to show this. I need to like, I, I need to show people what the urge to binge can look like because binge eating, there's so many misconceptions around it. Cause people are just like, um, people just think people who haven't gone through it, they, they just think, Oh, well just stop eating. Like what, why don't you just stop eating? It's not that easy at all. There's a whole emotional attachment side of it that is so hard to explain. So I wanted to explain that through content. Um, so I hit record and I showed what the urge to binge looked like for me, at least obviously it's different for everyone, but a lot of people seem to resonate with it. I think that video has a couple million views. I don't know. Um, the video of the urge to binge. Um, so I showed the urge. It was me just going through the cabinets and the fridge, like picking things up, putting them back down, like just constantly going back and forth with your brain. Like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Like, this is what's going to happen if I do it. But you know, what if I, it's like, I already messed up, even though I know I didn't, I don't know. Um, I was just going back and forth for so long. Like I had these facial expressions, emotions, like, like I said, 
opening the pantry, closing the pantry, opening the fridge, closing the fridge. And then, um, honestly, recording the urge did help um, a little bit. It really showed what it actually looks like. But sadly, that it did not fully work. I did end up binging that night. And uh, I didn't initially, and I recorded that binge as well because I, I thought about putting it out there. I was very skeptical about it for a long time. I didn't upload, I didn't put that video out there until two weeks later, until two two weeks after I posted the video to urge the, the video that showed me the urge I posted like immediately. Cause I was like, fuck it. Like I need I, people need to see this, but I was a little skeptical on posting the, the binge itself. Not because it was like graphic or it was like, I, I don't, or honestly a lot of it was because I thought TikTok would take it down and I had so, so many strikes. I don't want to risk it. But, um, but like a couple weeks later, I, I, I hadn't had a binge in those last, in the two weeks following that upload of the urge. So I was like, fuck it. I think I'm in a good place. And the binge itself was in my mind, nothing too crazy. So I was like, okay, let me upload it, show people what it's like to actually have a binge. And that's what I called my first actual binge in two and a half years. Cause I actually lost all control that time. I like couldn't stop no matter how hard I tried. Like it, that was one of the hardest ones I probably ever had in my life. Um, and the fact that I put it out there on the internet is crazy to me still, but I feel like it was necessary and I still do because people need to see what it actually feels like. Cause it's not so simple as just picking something up, picking up food and putting it back down and putting it away. It's not that easy. Um, I know it may seem like that logistically, but it's not, um, because, you know, like I mentioned, as I said in that video, uh, of me actually binging that day uh, or that night, um, I said like you know, um, I was like I'm falling too deep now. I might as well eat the whole thing. Like like those kind of thoughts kept popping up over and over again. Um, so, um, just little thoughts like that just force the binge to keep going, <laughs> and. Like I said, that was one. That was the one where I really felt so out of control, and um, I do have no regrets putting that out there on the internet because a lot of people seem to resonate with it. A lot of people, it made it, it made people feel less alone, which is so huge because binge eating can feel so isolating. Um, it really does feel like at times you're the only person in the world going through this, especially if no one else around you physically is like physically around you like in your area your friends your family is going through it it feels so isolating but if it was nice to see that 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 video resonated with a lot of people i wish it didn't resonate with a lot of people because it sucks that so many people are going through something so similar um but i really think spreading more awareness about it helps a lot um in terms of just making people feel less alone and showing what it can actually look like because Dude, I, I, it looked like I, I got like, I got like tragic news, like in that video. Like, I don't know. I, I looked so like defeated, dejected. Cause that's how I felt because I felt like not a failure, but just like, I, that was my first real binge in two and a half years, in my opinion, in my eyes. Um, and that was so discouraging. Cause I was like, like, like I said, I thought I was done with it. And then that urge came back and it was, and it was all because I didn't, I, it's all because I was sedentary that day. And it's so crazy. Like what can really trigger or start a binge? It's so crazy. Um, it It's nuts, man. But so that was the first like real binge. And that continued over 
a couple more times later in the semester. Um, and the reasoning behind the rest of these binges that I experienced over the last couple months, um, the reasoning behind them, I'm not, I'm not too proud of, but I know that wasn't really me, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> so for example, so after that first binge I had, the one that I put out on the internet, um, I had that binge and and I looked at myself like physically and I was like, oh, I don't look any different. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't look any different. I look the exact same. Everything's fine. So then instead of it, like when that happens, I'm usually just like, okay, let's just go back to how we're eating normally. Instead of that happening, my brain decided to turn it into, oh, then you can binge eat whenever you want because you'll just look the exact same. Because after this binge, you didn't, you don't look any different. So how are we going to know you're not going to look any different if you keep binging? So I became like curious. It's so fucked up. Like thinking about it now, it's so fucked up, but like I, fuck it. I'll be real. Like I, it, I seriously was like, how far can I take this until I like see noticeable changes in my body? Cause again, I was like, I'm a very active person. Like I, you know, I'll be fine. Like it's just here and there. And I'm not saying I binged every day. Like that didn't happen. But like if the urge came, um, I was like, not okay with it, but I like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but like, I just kind of let it happen. And that led to just more and more binging. And that became more and more frequent, more and more consistent binges. Um, like I said, it, didn't, it wasn't every day. It wasn't multiple times a day. It never got that bad. It's just like, I just felt like inclined to it. And then there, and like the more it happened, the more I thought about it when I wasn't doing it. Like if I was going about my day, I, I don't know, I, I was thinking about it and it just, it started to like control my, my day, my mind. Um, so in turn, the more I think about it, the more I, I think about doing it. And then the more it happens and it's just like, and my reasonings for it were so fucked up looking back. Um, like I said, a lot of it was because like after that first one that I had in January or that I had in January where I noticed my body didn't really change. I was like, oh shit, like, damn, can I binge eat and be like, look quote unquote good? Like it's, oh my God, I can't like, oh, the fact that was my thought process is so crazy. Cause now I can like actually proudly say like my body image, like I, cause I struggle with body image a lot, a lot. Um, they, ever since I was six years old, like I, like I was, I've been trying to like, <laughs> I, I was trying to lose weight at age six, um, to put it lightly. Like I, my body image has always been tough. Like I've had a lot of issues with it, but I can now say that like, this is the first time, um, I'm kind of going on a tangent sidetrack, but this is the first time I've actually felt confident in the way I look and I'm more focused on how I feel, um, and I think I'm doing certain things. I might make a whole episode on like what I'm doing to like improve my body image. Um, but at, at this time, three, four months ago, early on in the semester, I was still a little hyper fixated on my physical body image. And then seeing that like I could binge and like be quote unquote fine just further propelled me to binge. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but that was like my main thought process behind why I was binging. Another main reason why I was binging was just stress. I had a very stressful semester with school, work, social media stuff. A lot of responsibility. So, and like I said earlier, I use food as a coping mechanism a lot. Um, so that was a big reason why, you know, along with that horrible first reasoning, the stress was there. But like I said, I still like, no matter how many times I binged, I wouldn't restrict. 
the next day because I just knew that would further increase the chances of binging, even though it was always in my mind anyways. I don't know. It was just a horrible time. So this lasted, this period lasted me until about, man, I'd say probably the whole month of February. I mean, no, most of the month of February. So this was like in total, like a four week period where like the prime of it was like four weeks. Like I, it was tough (laughs) Uh, where like all day long I was either thinking about binge eating or binge eating. And like, it got to a point where like, I would feel so good about myself if I went one day without binge eating and which is awesome. Like that if you're currently in a place where you're binging all the time and you go a day without binging, that's fucking amazing. That's awesome. Um, But for me, my, my mindset at that time was like, wow, like I went two and a half years without binge eating. And now I'm at a point where I I'm celebrating one day, one day, like, like how far have I fallen off? Like, you know what I mean? Like, which again is just like, ah, it's such a shitty mindset, but listen, now it's been 90 plus days and I want to, now I want to shift to how I was able to get out of these, these binges. Um, because these tips, I mean, obviously they work for me. I made a video on it the other day. Um, like the tips that helped me the most with, um, not binging, um, so I want to share those because I know I just got kind of like deep there for the last 14 minutes. That's how long the segment is. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about what I did to like get out of that mindset and be where I am now. <laughs> okay. So after that, like horrendous period of time where I was just going through binge eating, like, you know, it was the most consistent it ever was. I, I had enough. I literally had enough. I was sick of it. I physically felt physically felt horrible. I was tired of thinking about it all day long. It started to control me and it didn't help either that I was like posting about it. That definitely didn't help looking back. Although, like I said, I'm glad I'm glad I did because it I think it raised some awareness for it. Um, Like I said, it resonated with people. It helped them feel less alone. So obviously I'm I'm glad I did. But I think that, uh, posting about it just further to make me think about it even more. So that probably didn't help in the long run. But I, like I said, I was sick of it. I needed to like fix this because I, like I, I knew I could. Like I said, I went two and a half years without this consistently being a problem. Um, and before that, I went 18 years without it being a problem. So like I, I knew I, I could get out of it. Um, so honestly, the number one thing I, I saw a TikTok and I'm pissed that I can't remember who who uh, who made the TikTok. I can't remember who made it. And I'm so pissed about it because I, I wanted to give them credit for it. I, yeah, yeah. So I saw this TikTok. I was scrolling through TikTok. I saw this one and it was about binge eating. I was like, wow, classic TikTok algorithm, knowing exactly what I need to see, I guess. Um, (laughs) and it said like, you know, this person was also going through binge eating and, um, they, they were struggling, but this one sentence, this one sentence just helped them get over it. Um, and this one was very beneficial for me because my biggest issue was fighting the urge to binge. Um, that was a big issue. Just, I mean, obviously, yeah, that makes sense. If you binge it, you, you can't fight the urge very well, I guess. Um, so the sentence was, you can either, uh, no, sorry, hold on. <laughs> you can either sit with the urge to binge or you can sit with the guilt after you binge. And I heard that and I was like, holy shit, like, she's right. Um, because like, and then I thought about it even further and I was like, if you binge, 
you're going to have an urge to binge. So you're going to sit with the urge to binge regardless. So why would you want to binge after that and then feel double like shit? <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know. Because like the urge to binge will arise, but you can sit with it and then move on and then let it pass and then feel really fucking good that you fought the urge to binge or you can have the urge to binge and then go binge and then you'll have the guilt of binging. Um, and I was like, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I heard that. And then the next time I had the urge to binge, I sat with it. And that's when I started recording myself. I made a couple of videos um, on my TikTok where over time I record myself every time I have an urge to binge. And I started doing that after I saw that TikTok. Um, because if I had an urge to binge, I would just record myself sitting with it. That's what I would do. I would sit with it and then I wouldn't touch my phone. I wouldn't end the video until that urge passed. So I would either I would either sit there, I would put on some music, I would do homework, I would just do anything to like eliminate the urge, like to get rid of it, to fight it. Like just do do something productive, be just literally do anything else but go binge. <laughs> So I, I let the urge happen and then, you know, a good amount of time would go by, not a good amount of time, but I'd say, I'd say roughly it would take like 20 to 30 minutes for the urge to go away. And then it went away and I felt good. And I was like, oh my God, like, cause like I said, the urge is going to happen regardless. It's like, you can sit with it and try and get past it, or you can sit with it and then go binge. Like it's going to be there regardless. So you might as well just let it happen <laughs> cause you're not there's nothing wrong with you. If you have an urge to binge eat, like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It happens, you know, it happens, but it's what you do with that urge. That is the deciding factor. And knowing that helped me a lot. And something else that I struggled with too, that did cause a good amount of my binges. I would get so anxious if I like didn't eat, um, on my normal schedule, if that makes sense. Like, cause you know, my day is pretty structured or at least at the time my day was pretty structured. You know, I, I go to work in the morning and then I would have my classes in the afternoon. Um, and I'd have extracurricular stuff, like whether I play basketball with my friends or do homework or do whatever. Um, I, you know, I, my day would be pretty structured. So I, I would pretty much eat at the same times every day. And I would like hate if that were ever to get messed up. Like I remember one of my binges happened because I had an intramural basketball game at, uh, 1030 at night, 10, 1030 at night. I had this intramural basketball game and I'm usually in bed by 1030. So, so that means I'm done eating by 1030. So it just totally screwed me up in my head that I had to like, wait until like midnight to have my, um, to have my like late night snack. Cause I had this game that was before that. Um, so it threw me off and I ended up binging cause I got nervous and anxious that I wasn't going to eat for a long time. And I ended up binging and it was just like, it just, little things like that, just those caused the binges. Um, so I'll get anxious about that. And something else that helped me was I heard another quote again, don't know who said it. <laughs> um, and I'm pissed about that. Cause obviously I want to give them credit. Um, cause I did not make this up. Um, but what was the exact quote? I don't even have it written down, but it, it was something along the lines of, it, the message revolved around like, this is not going to be your last meal, whatever it is, or your last snack. Like you're going to eat again. It was like, um, enjoy your current meal and then live your best life until your next one was 
the premise of it. That wasn't the exact quote, but, and I read that and I was like, wow, that actually, again, that makes a lot of sense. Like that first one, that makes so much sense because like I said, this, I struggled with like not eating at structured times. Cause like my day was all structured for me pretty much already. So I would eat at the same times and I would get, I'd feel so thrown off if that wasn't the case. Um, if something came up and I couldn't eat at my usual times. Right. And I read that and I was like, dude, he's right. Like I'm going to eat again. Like this is not the end all be all. Like if I, if I eat at you know, 12 o'clock and shit comes up and I don't eat till five and I don't eat till five. It like shit happens. Life gets in the way sometimes. Um, but live your best life until that next meal or that next snack or whatever it is, like live your best life until then. And I don't know that just that, I don't know that really just stuck with me. I like stopped placing a lot of emphasis around food. It really kind of hit me that like food is just a part of our lives. It's not our entire lives. Like that helped me so much because I would eat something and then I'd think of that quote and be like, okay, let's go live my best life until I eat again. Cause I'm going to eat again. <laughs> this is not it for me. Like I, you know, um, those, so those two quotes, the, you can either sit with the urge to binge or you can sit with the guilt of binging that one. And then the one I just mentioned, you know, enjoying your food, then living your best life until your next meal or your next snack like that. Those two, like I said, those just help me. They might not help everyone. I, like I said, I, these aren't like the surefire tips to stop binge eating, but those two quotes help me out a ton. Um, there are a couple more little tidbits that I talk about a ton that help me out with no longer binging. I mean, first of all, this one I preach all the time. Um, there is no such thing as a good or bad food, like placing more value on food, um, is a huge reason why people restrict and binge eat get caught in that cycle because they view like, I'll, I don't know, I'll, they, they view a certain food, like for example, donuts, they view donuts as bad. So they see a donut or a box of donuts and then go, okay, I'm just gonna eat all of them right now. And then I'm not gonna eat them again because I'm not allowed to have them. I'll start fresh tomorrow. Um, but you can have a donut and be fine. Like there's nothing inherently wrong about a donut. And I made a video about this, about pizza the other day. Cause it makes sense. Like it, when you actually break down what pizza is, none of pizza is inherently bad for you. Pizza is bread, cheese, and sauce. <laughs> that's it. When you really break it down, that's what pizza is. Um, none of none of those ingredients, those foods are bad for you. And a salad isn't good for you. Yes, I I agree. Yes, there are foods that are more nutritionally dense than others. There are foods that will do more for your body. But every food does something for your body. Some foods just happen to do more. So thinking, not thinking of food as good or bad, thinking of, okay, think of the think of the things that this food will do for my body in a positive way. It gives all food gives you energy. Like <laughs> there you go. Like it's not a donut does not, it's not bad for you. A bagel's not bad for you. Pizza's not bad for you. Just in terms of the Nutri the nutritional density is just not the same as like spinach. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Like everything is okay in moderation. Like if you're scared of weight gain, one food does not equal weight gain. That's just not how it works. Um, weight gain is caused by uh, a caloric surplus over a long, long period of time. Um, actual like fat gain. It's not caused by one food. <laughs> Um, 
just like eating salads is not going to make you magically lose weight. That's just not how it works. Uh, you lose weight by being in a calorie deficit for, I, I know, I know the terms calorie deficit and shit like that are probably like annoying to hear. So I, I apologize for that, but like, that's just like that. That's just, it's just the laws of energy balance. That's just, uh, so one foods are not good or bad for you. They don't just knowing that helps me out a lot. Um, and then obviously I started not obviously, but <laughs> I started incorporating the foods, um, that I would binge on into my diet regularly. Like for example, something that always like used to freak me out, or at least at the time it freaked me out was like, if I would like spontaneous eating, like, uh, if someone, if, if a family member like sent me like a, a box of muffins from home, I'd be like, fuck, like, I, I don't normally eat muffins. So like, I got to eat them all now and get them out of the way. And like, but no, like I, I, I took my time. If I craved a muffin, I would incorporate it into my diet and like, that's okay. Um, you can do that. And by doing that, I didn't binge on them. I didn't feel the need to binge on them. Cause I know I could have them whenever. Um, and that's that. I mean, and then obviously as well, not restricting the day after a binge. I know I've talked about it like four times already in this podcast, but um, not restricting the day after a binge is so, so key because you just, it's, you're, you're just going to get stuck in that restrict binge cycle. And that's what no one wants. Nobody wants that at all. <laughs> um, your body's going to keep craving those foods the more you restrict them. And that's just going to lead you to binge on them. No one wants that. So those tips help me out a lot. Um, like I said, I'm like, over 90 days without a binge. Like I feel really good. I, I don't have any plans on binging at all anytime soon, hopefully never again. <laughs> um, but if it does happen, if a binge happens, I'm not going to dwell on it. That's a huge one too. I know I mentioned it already, but not dwelling on it, becoming curious about the binge is so important for me at least because, or at least when I have the urge to binge, um, I think about it. Cause I'm like, like the urge happens and I think, okay, why am I having the urge to binge right now? Why do I want to go eat the entire pantry, the entire fridge? Why am I stressed that I have a bad day? Uh, am I hungry? Like, you know, like I think about it and the more I think about it, the more time passes, the more I can really analyze it, break it down before you know it, 20 minutes gone by and the urge is gone. Like it, and I don't have that urge to binge anymore. Um, so becoming curious about the binge helping helps me out a lot. Like I said, I mean, I, re- I started recording myself when I binge or when I had the urge to binge, I would record myself. Um, seeing that over time helps a lot. And obviously that's happening less and less because the urge happens less and less. Um, eating enough throughout the day is so important. Allowing yourself to enjoy foods in moderation is so key. Not labeling them as good or bad. Like I mentioned, all of those help me out a ton. Um, yeah. And like I said, you know, if you binge or if you're struggling with binging right now, there are so many helpful resources out there. Um, there's so many books, so many podcasts. Like I listen to, the behind the binge podcast, listen to, um, the dear body podcast, Jesse Jean's podcast. I had her, I had her on my podcast and I went on her podcast a while back. Those are two that I listen to a lot about binge eating, um, doing research, reading about it, um, becoming more curious about it, learning about it, understanding it and not dwelling on it, not feeling guilt or shame for binge eating. It happens, you know, (laughs) if, yeah, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Like I wouldn't wish the the urge of a binge, the binge itself, the day after a binge. I wouldn't wish those feelings or thoughts on anybody. Um, but if you're someone going through it, you're not alone. Like there are so many resources out there for help. Um, I'm gonna keep spreading awareness about it because, <laughs> like I said, it's the it's the most common eating disorder, but it's the least talked about one, and that's got to change because there are too many people going through this, unfortunately, and it sucks, man. Binge eating sucks. It's not fun. <laughs> 
you know, like it's not fun. You feel horrible physically, mentally. It's a, it's a drain. It feels like it's all you can think about. Cause like I said, that's what happened to me. Like for that monthish period, that's all I could think about all day. It, 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 it just crowded my brain for so long. Um, but now thankfully I'm at a place where I can like talk about it and break it down, analyze it. And I'm glad I was able to do that. Cause I haven't really had a chance to really like sit down and think about why I binge, what caused it. I'm glad I was able to kind of talk that out in this episode. So like I said, there's so many resources out there for help. If you feel like you need it, don't hesitate to ask for help. I know it can be so tough to tell someone about it, but I promise you like keeping it bottled up inside of you is not the greatest solution. Um, I, I really, I really um, encourage the idea of of asking for help because, like I said, so many resources out there. Um, and um, yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I know I kind of went a little deep there, but it happens, man. It happens. I don't know. Uh, it happens. So hope you enjoyed this one. Um, I hope this helped in some way. I hope the tips that I provided could be useful. Like I said, they're not going to work for everyone. I I don't think if it works for you, that's awesome. But yeah, that's a, that's a wrap on this episode of the Bobby Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby Podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible um, because that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this this stuff is tough, you know, like ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this because I know there were times I felt alone. So um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.